Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of life, light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or, what, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore be not anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of, of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. <clears throat> You've probably heard these verses before. I mean, many, 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 many times. But it's kind of like it, it occurred to me that to some degree, we're, it's like we've arrived at church late maybe 15 minutes into the sermon. This is in the middle of, of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And so we, we, we haven't, uh, it, it, if, if, we, if we don't go back and look at the beginning of it, we're, we're, we're just kind of jumping in. He's, he's building, you know, the, the greatest preacher who ever lived and the greatest sermon who ever lived. That remember, he, he had been ministering for probably about a year that he had uh, followers, the, the 12 disciples. He had other, uh, others who followed him and, and uh, believed on him. That he had, he had spent time in Jerusalem, Judea, Nazareth, and, and he, had, he, had, he had moved his headquarters up to Capernaum, the north side of the, uh, of the Sea of Galilee, and then he, he went out on the mountainside, maybe a hill, hillside, to, and, and his disciples followed him as well as, as other crowds, many believers and, 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 and some not. He said that he sat down and he began to teach. He began his sermon then. 
by, by saying, by, with, with the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, and on through the Beatitudes, and, and, and some say a, a list of virtues. It's probably more like the, a, a portrait or a picture of, of what a disciple is to be, how he's, how he's to, to live, but, but it gets down to a person's core and, and, and how they view things. As, as Jesus progresses, I, th I think we find more and more he's talking about attitudes of our heart. Now, in, in these 2,000 years since, since Jesus walked the, the, the earth, and even longer than that, from the patriarchs and, and through the history of Israel, we've, we've learned scientifically, biologically, medically, that the brain controls our thinking. But, but we, we still call it our heart, you know, our inner feelings, that the heart is that muscle that, 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 that pumps blood. And, you know, Dr. Richardson's not here, so uh, I may get things wrong and he's not here to correct it. But that, that, just that organ that just pumps blood, but, but we, we, we call it like our, our being, our, our innermost uh, thoughts come from the heart. They actually come from the brain. But, but we see as we go through the, the, the Sermon on the Mount that, that Jesus is talking about attitudes of our heart. And, and he, he, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I mean, that's a, 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 just a, a bold statement because the people of the day, they looked at the scribes and the Pharisees and said, how can I exceed their righteousness? I mean, they do everything right. They, they have uh, ex explained the law in such a way that, that there's just these minutia-type details of, of things we're to do, and, and they carry it out. And then, then as soon as he says that, he says, don't do like they do. They, they, have, uh, they have twisted the law and made it more ab about people. And he, and, he, and he moves into attitudes of the heart. He said, I didn't come to change one thing of the law or the, or the prophets. You've heard it said from old that thou shalt not murder. But I tell you, if you hate your brother, you have murdered him. And, and, and on through things of, of the way we I think, things that we, we feel our, our hearts. And, and then he, 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 he said, don't practice your righteousness like other people. And he's really pointing another finger at, 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 at the scribes and the Pharisees. Don't, don't, don't get up like the hypocrites in front of, uh, in front of people and, 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 and sound a cymbal or a gong because you're giving to the needy. And don't pray in, in, in a way that draws attention to you, but pray like this, that you don't need to demonstrate to others for their, for, for, for their accolades or praise. You don't, be, don't be concerned with fame for being a, 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 a great giver, a, a philanthropist, to the, to the utmost degree, or one who can, can pray and sound so eloquent. Go in your closet 
and, and pray like this. And he, he, he gave us this model prayer that we, uh, that, that we know as the Lord's prayer, but it's, it's more like the disciples' prayer. This is how you are to pray. And then, he, then he, he, he concluded with, and don't fast like the Pharisees who, uh, or the hypocrites who go around with sackcloth and ashes and draw attention to themselves, but you need to dress up, put oil on your head and, and, uh, and wash your face and don't let anybody know that you're doing this because you're doing it for God, not for other people's uh, acceptance or, or, or even their uh, accolades uh, of saying, look how spiritual this, this brother is or this sister is. And look, they're, they're just really next to God. And, and, and so we come to, he's, he's continuing on, on giving instructions on how disciples are to live and, and one commentary says that verses 19 through 34, that he explores the disciples' loyalty to God. It's kind of interesting when you, when you read different, different people and, or, or listen to a podcast that, that there seems to be a, a couple of ways that people would interpret this. Like what is Jesus' focus here? Some say his focus is on wealth, and maybe part of it is. But, but, but I truly like the one that says he's exploring or his focus is on a disciple's loyalty to God. That, that, that people strive to, to split up their loyalties, you know. It's like, well, I'm, I'm loyal to this particular brand of car. I mean, I've got to buy something from General Motors because my grandfather, my father, my uncle, all these people, that's perhaps they worked there, perhaps they, that's just all they ever drove, you know. But then you marry somebody that comes from a Ford family. And, and, and what do you do? You know, you, some, you, you split your loyalty unless... You know, unless you're willing to give in to her who says, no, we're, we've got to buy Ford. Uh, but, and, and we do that in so many ways. But unfortunately, we, we also split our loyalty between, as he starts off here, treasures on earth and treasures in heaven. We split our loyalties between temporal earthly things and God. And if you say things, that can include everything, right? It can include people, it can and money, bank accounts, jobs, people, time, everything. So, so as these people, these disciples are, are, are sitting there listening to Jesus preach and, and, and teach them on how disciples are to live, what their, what their worldview is to be. He says, don't lay up treasures in heaven. It's interesting, he gives a, a negative command, do not do this. 
he, he's, he's, he's going to follow that up with a, a positive demand, but, it, but he begins with a, a negative demand and, and command, don't store up treasures in heaven, and then he, then he gives two reasons. Why? Well, moths and, and rust will destroy it. Well, that's one reason, moths and rust. The second reason is thieves will break in, can break in, and steal. So don't store up, don't lay up. Actually, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I mean, I know very little Greek, but sometimes you'll, okay, I know none. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Okay, that's as far as I can go. But, but sometimes somebody will write something that, that, or you hear something in a, in a podcast or remember something that just kind of kind of clicks one of the, 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 the synapse in your brain. It's like, oh, wait, what, what, what do you mean? The, you could translate it, don't treasure for yourselves treasures. They, they, they come from the same word. It's do not lay up is the, the sororizo, Thesaurizo, which means lay up or store up. James, in, in James chapter 5, James writes and he, and he warns the rich who have been storing up treasures, treasuring up treasures while cheating the, their workers that they are going to face judgment. Don't treasure up treasures. And then the word for treasure is the. the Thesauros. I should have practiced saying these more than just, you know, silently in my head. Uh, that's why it's good that if you have tinted windows, you can talk or sing, and the people, you know, driving beside you, they don't, you know, they don't think you're goofy. or They think you're singing. Thororizo or thesaurus, not thesaurus, the, you know, the dictionary where you can look up different words. It's not a dictionary, it's a thesaurus. But it's the same word. Don't treasure up treasures, earthly treasures, because, and, it, and it's, it's a logical, uh, rational explanation of why not to do this. Moths are going to eat it. Rust is going to destroy it. Or thieves are going to break in and, and steal it. But he says, instead, store up heavenly treasures where neither moth nor rust nor thieves can break in. So by implication, what he's saying is, if your treasure is in heaven, who is protecting it? God. And nothing can destroy it, and, and, and nobody can steal it. How do you store up treasures in heaven? I've been waiting all week to, to ask y'all that. What is a treasure in heaven? I mean, you can go to the very end and say, well, what are we going to do with them? And I think it's Revelation 4.10 that we're going to cast them at the feet of Jesus. I mean, years and years and years ago, and, and some, some of y'all may have been in here, but we sat behind that curtain. And um, Jim Butler, you know, we were talking about rewards and, and, and I don't remember the passage, and, and crowns, you know, heavenly crowns. And he said, 
you know, it's like, well, sometimes we, we get this bad feeling about, you know, earning heavenly rewards and earning heavenly crowns and treasures. And Jim said, yeah, but what are we going to do with them? We're going to cast them at the feet of Jesus. That, it, that it's, 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 it's something that we do for worship, for, for gratitude, not to pay him back because we could never pay God back for what Christ has done for us, but that we, we live in such a way that we, that we have these crowns, these rewards, these treasures, and that we, one day we will cast them at, at the feet of, of Jesus. And they are, they are it's, it's better than the F-S-I-D-C, whatever, you know, than, than the, your money in the bank being secure because God is the one who is securing it. Those heavenly treasures. And, and it can be all different kinds of acts. It, it, it can be witnessing and, 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 and being there when God saves someone. But it can be taking care of widows and orphans and, and, and the underprivileged and help feeding, helping feed someone who, who is hungry or helping clothe someone. There, there are, uh, you know, many ways that we can demonstrate this. And then he goes on, and it, it's, in, 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 a, in a way, it's, is this the same thing or is this something different? He says, the eye is the lamp. Okay, back up. I forgot verse 21. Because he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So much of the Sermon on the Mount is about where our heart is, where, where our, our goals are, our, our motivation, our, our reason, how we're, how we're serving. And, he, and he's talking about our loyalty to God. And he says, if your treasure is on earth, that's where your heart is. That's where your desires are, those things that, that motivate you. And then he, then, he, then he moves from heart to eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of life. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? The, the ancients, they say, thought that the eye illuminated everything, you know, rather than the other way around. You know, that, that the, the world is illuminated, the sun comes up, they light a lamp or a candle, and, and that illuminates. They thought that the, the eye illuminated every, everything. Now he says, so, so when, you, when you look at something, what you bring in, is it good or evil? And it's, and it's interesting, uh, again, the word for evil is, is paneros, which you've heard this explanation before when he talks about, about evil and sexual immorality and, and por porneia. It's, it's from the same root word that we get our word pornography. He's saying if, you're, if your eye is evil, if it's desiring bad things, then your whole body will be full of, of, of darkness. How, how great is that? is that darkness, that he shifts to an unbelief, a, 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 a matter uh, of, of, of unbelief. If you don't search for and, 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 and look for 
good things, a healthy eye that brings in light, then it, it's, it's a picture of your, of your unbelief. It's looking at others in a, in a, in a way that's envious or covetous. Uh, as opposed to looking in a, in a, in a, in a manner or a sense of, of generosity, that it's, it's lacking, uh, a healthy eye is, is not lacking pure motives. He says, set your eyes on the right things. And then he, he, he concludes that. He's given us a, a negative command, a positive command, and he, and he concludes that section in verse 24 with, you cannot serve two masters. Now, the context in the first century was, this is not employment. This is slavery, you know, that they had, that they had slaves. And, and just a, a logical, rational approach. You're not going to be owned by two masters. It's, it's, it's impossible. There's nothing in, in anybody's laws that says, well, you can, this master owns you. Now, a master could loan a slave, but that he still owned that slave. You, you, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And then, you know, there's, there's several just uh, bold statements here. You cannot serve God and mammon. That, he, that, that earlier he said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You cannot serve God and, and mammon. And he, he, he ends up with, seek ye first the kingdom of, of, of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That, that he, 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 he sort of makes a, a climax in, in every section. You can't serve God and mammon. What is mammon? Material things, riches. You know, you, you, I, I remember, it's probably one of those childhood misconceptions that you think it's, and maybe because of the way we don't always enunciate words, but it's, it's, it's not manna, as in the children of Israel and God giving them manna. It's, it's mammon. Some, some would say money, but it's even, it's, it's more than money. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's riches. In fact, it comes, uh, the, the, the whole idea from an Aramaic word. Remember when the, when the children of Israel went to Babylon in, in captivity, and the language there was, uh, was Aramaic, and they, and it, but it was sort of a, a split off from, from Hebrew, and it, and it means, it, it's a word that's, that, it's, it's not just riches, but it signifies something that's firm or, or steadfast, what you trust. You can't trust riches. You can't trust mammon. What do, we, what do we trust? He's saying, trust God. But do we? Do we, do we have, do we live like, okay, I'm trusting God, but I've got this parachute on just in case. And Jesus says, you can't have it both ways. You can't divide your loyalty. You can't treasure up treasures on, on earth. You can't serve two masters. What is it that we're trusting? What is that trusted thing? 
somewhere in the Bible, I think it Corinthians or somewhere it says, I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered the heart of man thing that God has prepared for those that love him. And and there there's where the treasures are. Yeah. It's it's what God has prepared, but how easily do we get it backwards or mixed up that it's like it's all about now you know in fact there's even a well-known preacher it's your best life now um, you can google it or I'll tell you his name's Joel Osteen and, and it's pure heresy you know I has not seen or ear heard the things that God has prepared for us in, in heaven so verse 25, th this is, I don't know, it's just one of those things that just kind of tickles my brain. Therefore, you know, you, we, 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 we're familiar with this passage about anxiety or, or worry, but it's because of what he just said. Remember, and I know it's corny, and I'll probably repeat it every time, but when you see the word therefore, you got to figure out what it's there for. Because of what, what he said, don't store up treasures in, in, in heaven. Your eyes like a lamp to the body. And if, and if you let in healthy things, your body is full of life. You can't serve two masters. Therefore, because I'm not serving two masters, because I'm not storing up treasures in heaven, he, he, he gives two, and, and they're kind of the same, but he uses different <laughs> rationale. Therefore, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, drink, or, or wear. That's hard to do, right? But so, so what is he saying? Why does Jesus say this? What is the point that he's trying to make to those disciples and to these disciples, us disciples, if that's Good English. God's in control. Or who are you trusting? You know, your, your, your bank account, you could, you could go back and, and look at different stocks that you could have bought, you know, say at the turn of the millennium. Uh, Apple, diff, different things. That, oh, wow, look at this. But you can also look at ones that if you had bought them, some of those dot-com stocks that, well, there went that money. But, but God is the one who protects and, and provides. And he's saying, don't be anxious. Don't, don't worry about these things. And then look at the illustrations that, that he gives. Look at the birds of the, of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into barns. This is not, by the way, a, a prohibition against work. <coughs> I mean, it would be, in some ways, it'd be good if it was. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm scrapping this, you know. But because birds work, you know. Look at a hummingbird. If, if, I mean, they're, they're so fun to watch. But, I mean, they work. There's no telling how many calories, if hummingbirds are affected by calories, a hummingbird 
you know, burns in a, in a day, that they're just constant movement. They, they work. So it's not a prohibition against work. It's a prohibition, prohibition against what? Worry and anxiety. I mean, I think parts of my family, it's, it's hereditary. We got like double anxiety, worry, genes. I mean, it's just that just, you know, uh, my mom is, you know, I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. I, I, we're going to, I'm going to do this or this is, I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, I've just got to worry. <coughs> and, and, and it sort of occurred to me that, you know, we, <clears throat> the other double gene I got is procrastination, you know? So, so why can't I procrastinate about worrying? But it's, for some reason it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But what we should do is it's okay to procrastinate worrying. And it's, when you get to the end, it's like, don't be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow will be anxious for itself. You know, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I mean, you could say amen to that, that, you know, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. There's, a, there's enough to worry. So he, so he says, look at the birds and then look at the lilies of the, of the field. You know, they're... They, they, they grow, they don't toil, they don't work, they don't spin, but their glory, their beauty is greater than that of Solomon, the, 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 the richest, you know, sharpest dressed king Israel ever had. And if God clothes the grass, which is it's here today and gone tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you? And then he said, there's cert certain phrases that you just have to say in the King James. Oh, ye of little faith. You know, he doesn't call them faithless as in an unbeliever. He just says, your, your faith is little. You worry about these things. You, why do you worry? It's, what it means is that I don't trust God. I think Jesus is boiling it down to black and white. If you worry about these things, then it's a matter of, of trust. And, and he's, he's telling his, his disciples that, that true disciples trust God. You can't serve God and, and mammon, and you're not trusting God if, if, if you're worrying Did we skip anything? Well, I know we did, but now I can't spot it. Mm -hmm. All these things, no scientists have figured it out. <laughs> That's a very good point. But, but, but who figured it out? I mean, Jesus had it figured out 2,000 years ago. And he said, this is, how, this is how your heart is to be. This is how you're to, to, to live, how you're to strive to, to, to live, to, to follow me. Don't store up treasures 
in, in, in heaven. Don't try to serve two masters. I mean, you're going to hate one and, 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 and love the other, or you're going to uh, be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't do it. And, and no matter how advanced we get, we can't, we can't solve those, those problems. I know, what, I know the, the one that, that, that I skipped is verse 27. He says, which one of you, it, it's another one of those rational arguments, which one of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? I'm, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. Okay, so now, you know, I got an extra hour in my life because I've been worrying about it. But, it, but it's also interesting that the word there for span, when you think of span, what else do you think of? Length. So the span, the length of life. But it's also a, a measurement, and, and the word is, is cubit. So a cubit is how much? Remember when we did the temple and Noah's Ark and all that? It's 18 inches. So that's even funnier. I mean, the, the, and these people are hearing him say that, and he's like, which one of you by worrying can grow 18 inches overnight? I know there's probably some teenagers that do that, but it's not because they worried. But, I mean, just think, 18 more inches, you know. It'd be, I mean, we're talking MBA or you know, something, maybe just the circus, but you can't add to your life and you can't get any taller by, by worrying. So why do you worry? I mean, when you boil it down to all of that, it, it, it makes total sense. So why do we worry? Oh, that's that's hard. But that's what, but Nina's exactly right. We worry because we don't truly trust God. What is the greatest thing for which we trust God? Our salvation. It's like, God, I'm going to trust you for my salvation, but. I just can't trust you to provide for me. And he's not saying don't, don't work. Just don't be anxious about these things, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. A am I going to have the latest, coolest, you know, I, I don't know. Um, what do people want to wear today? I mean, I've obviously just have no idea. But, um, you know, I, I remember being a, a, a teenager or pre, and it's like, oh, well, look, these cool people are wearing that. I've got to get that. But I could never, I just did not get into bell bottoms. That, there was just something wrong about that whole thing that covered your, your feet, and it's just, you know. But there, I'll admit, and I don't remember if it was fifth or sixth grade, there were some things that Greg Brady wore on the Brady Bunch that I went and, ooh, those are cool, you know. And... and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like we earned our torn jeans, right? I mean, it's like, and, and you couldn't wear them, you know. We throw them out. Now yeah. They, 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 how stupid yeah. that people will pay more for 
change with holes in them than change without. What? It's expensive to tear those holes. <laughs> I want the job tearing the holes in the jeans, yeah, if it, because <laughs> they are expensive. <laughs> it's like, so, but but we 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 worry about those things and, and more. Martin Lord Jones said that you may think you've won the battle against Satan because you conquered him at the front door when he talked to you about laying up earthly treasures. You know, it's like, okay, I'm reading this stuff, and it's like, okay, I'm not laying up earthly treasures. But he says, before you know it, he comes through the back door and causes you to worry. That it's like, okay, I, I head off this frontal assault, but now I'm worrying about these things. And, and so the, 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 the passage, the, the teaching, this section of the Sermon on the Mount, they, they kind of go hand in hand, laying up earthly treasures, but also worrying about things that we just cannot control. And that it's, it boils down to unbelief and, and, and untrusting distrust, not trusting God. That it's kind of, kind of black and white. And if I'm willing to trust Him for my salvation that is sealed forever and ever, why don't I trust Him for much lesser things? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do when the tornado's headed at us? Doesn't mean don't get, you know, you know. <laughs> don't get Don between you and the windows or, you know. Go to bed, trust God to protect you. Either you blow away or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like your time worrying when you can be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mother was the chief of all warriors. If she didn't have something to worry about, about that. Yeah, I, I, I know, and I could do that. I'm blessed to have a mother that didn't worry. I can't ever remember, and there were five of us, walking out the door, and she would say, be careful about anything. You know, she just said, goodbye, I'll see you when you get back. That, that, that she trusted God that much. And we did a lot. Or she did. Mine always said, "Be careful what you do. Everybody's watching." Well, <laughs> that's because you was a preacher's kid. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's a good point. Mm -mm. Don't worry. You know, I'll tell you another really goofy, stupid thought, like, like going through this. It's like, don't store up treasures in heaven. It's like, okay, I got, and, but I, I, I either forgot or realized this is a terrible 
illustration is like, okay, I'm going to put a box over here and I want you to put all your earthly treasures in the box as you, as you leave. And even, even checks, you know, and credit cards. But it's like, no, that's kind of tacky. But it's like, where do we, what are those things that we, we treasure? And it's not just our finances sometimes. I mean, sometimes it can just be leisure time of, I just need some time for myself. And then you start worrying about, well, I should be doing something else. And so it's just kind of, kind of cyclical. We'll start in chapter 7 next week. Any other uh, observations or uh, it's, it's a well-known passage, but it's something that, that we think we need reminders of. You know, just where are our priorities and who am I really trusting and believing? Okay, they'll be having tacos soon. You can smell them. Let's pray and then we'll go. Father, we thank you that our salvation is, is secure in you by the blood of Jesus. And God, so many times we put other things in, in, in front of you, and God, just, uh, just remind us and, and, and lead us to repent when we store up earthly treasures, when we try to serve two masters. God, may our hearts be fully devoted to you, seeking to serve and, and, and live for you only. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.